Welcome to the Beyond Jiu Jitsu podcast, episode number 53. I thought you were going to, you made it look like you were going to press it. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you made it look like you were going to press a button that was going to have a sound effect. You led that up yeah. so much like there was going to be some beat drop. Yeah. And your finger was hovering over your little like button pressing station. Then you I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I fucked it up, man. I fucked it up. Bro, anyway, I'm, I'm, episode number 53. Today we are talking about how to get the most out of private lessons. Private lessons. How many private lessons have you had throughout your career? If have any. I had as a yes, student? As a student. Maybe I was not prepared for this question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Got some tricks up my sleeve today. Not prepared for this question. Um, hey. I've only ever, uh, maybe like five. Okay. Yeah, right. I, like instantly I was going to say one because yeah. I've only ever paid for one private. Le- like I've only ever gone and done one private lesson. Wow. But some of the time in Brazil there were some – I kind of did some private lessons with some black belts where we did a bit of like a, you know, a, a swapsies where I would help them with their English and they would uh, – you know, yes. So okay. it was private lessons but it was a bit sort of more casual. It wasn't mm. like I – went and did a private lesson. Right, a formalized structured lesson, like an exchange where I give you X dollars, you give me an hour or 45 minutes or what have you. Yeah, so it was a bit more casual, but I did a few of them. But if you ignore those, I've only ever done one private lesson. Well, I guess that I'm the expert today. So- uh, How many have you done? Oh, I've done heaps, like more than five. With who? Jeremy Skinner. Oh yeah, Yeah. done heaps of Jeremy. But I mean, would you consider them- Privates because yes, I paid you know, for them. For- <laughs> <laughs> Damn straight. Okay, definitely well, fucking privates. Well, there you go. There well, you I, go. I didn't know, like yeah. uh, you know, because yeah, I've done a bunch. Like particularly, some of the listeners might not know. Like you and Jeremy know each other out prior to jujitsu. Yeah, absolutely. So I wasn't sure if it was a more of a oh, it's just two mates hanging out nah, and nah. doing a private, or was it more sort of like nah, definitely doing private, like definitely like money was exchanged. Like let's <laughs> <laughs> let's put that out there. I started before like early. Man, I started doing privates in my first month of training. So this coffee's I, so fucking hot. Yeah, good. It's great. Excellent. I love it. Adam Charles, Black Belt, uh, Alliance Sydney, loves his very strong, hot coffee, like ridiculously hot. I saw a meme where there was like uh, this guy going into a barista shop and he orders uh, extra hot coffee and the barista looks at the the other barista and goes, burn the milk. And that's, that's, that's you, dude. You fucking have shit coffee. Anyway. No, whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, Calm whoa, down. whoa, whoa, whoa. Throw me under the bus straw drinking coffee. Mm. Weirdo. Yeah, I drink coffee out of straw, but of it. I had an, someone message me, a friend of mine actually, mm. um, who I got a jumper from him for, for Christmas. He has a like really a hoodie? Co- no, no, just a, reg- uh, just a regular jumper. Okay. But like a hoodie without a hood. Yeah, right. A jumper. Like a sweater. A sweater for our American listeners, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he's got his own brand of, of um, clothing and, and accessories called cool. Rolling and Tumbling. Oh, man. <clears throat> so my brother actually got it for me because we did Secret Santa or whatever. My brother was like, oh, Rolling Tumbling, like kind of for someone who doesn't do jujitsu, like my brother doesn't. Yeah. I mean, he at least knows that rolling yeah, is a word we use in, in jujitsu. He Googled jujitsu streetwear. <laughs> so he got me this jumper. And then anyway, I was talking to this friend of mine, uh, yeah, if you want to check him out, Rolling, Rolling and Tumbling is his Instagram. And uh, he had listened to the some episodes of the podcast. And I don't know, we just got onto chatting. I don't know how, but he ended up saying along the lines of, yeah, I still don't drink my coffee with a straw though. <laughs> I can't Shout out to all the straw that. drinking but coffee he, drinkers. But he's, uh, <laughs> his background is from Chile. And you know how in South America they drink that tea with that straw? No. You've never seen it? No. Um, oh, man. They drink it in Brazil too. I'm a bit I'm uncultured. that I can't. I'm an uncultured swine. Uh, I always – I think we mentioned this last episode whenever we're kind of like having to Google something or whatever and you got the listeners sitting there listening and they're like, I know the answer. Dude, you this know? happened. You know how uh, episode 52 uh, – no, 51, 51, the episode that just released uh, and you were trying to think of Mike Goddard – 
or someone like that. The Mike Goldberg. Goldberg, whatever, UFC, the UFC yeah. guy. There was a guy like screamed it in the comments. It was like, it's Mike Goldberg. Still, was it? Yeah. This, you've never seen this this tea thing? No, so Adam's showing me like this this tea pot I thing. I think it's they like just call it mate or matcha or whatever. Yeah, it's like a- Matcha a, tea is like green tea. What color like do you Japanese. think that is? Matcha is Japanese, I think. Anyway. Look, shut up. Okay. It's- um. Or, or ch- chimmy morale, chimmy morale. I mean, look, anyway. This is not translating in audio <laughs> well. <laughs> People are going to know what I'm talking about. Okay. They ho- have it in this, ask Samir about it. Okay. He'll know all about it. It's this tea that you drink, but it's like drinking loose leaf tea. So you drink it with a straw that has like a filter oh, in it smart. sort of thing. And so he drinks that and yeah, that conversation led into, but I still don't drink my coffee with a straw. Oh, that's okay. So my hot coffee. It's hot. It's hot because- I mean, I like it hot and then to get cold. I don't know why. That's weird, But but you could give it to me, let's say the correct temperature is like 70 degrees or Mm. whatever. Just say you serve it to me at 70. I'll be like, nah, it's too cold. But serve it to me at 71 and then I let it dip to 70. I'm like, perfect. (laughs) You weirdo. But anyway, back onto privates. I I started private lessons in – September of 2020 and I started jujitsu in September of 2020. So as someone who has done a bunch of, uh, yeah, Yeah. has done a bunch of privates because sometimes I get uh, white belts ask me Mm. the question as to whether they should do privates. Yeah, I can answer that. Yeah. So, I mean, before I give my, my answer as someone who did do privates pretty much from the beginning, yeah, was it, Money well spent. Like if, yeah? Yes. What, why? Okay, so I actually did a YouTube- This is actually going to like bury myself in a hole because my answer to the question when students ask that- Is no, probably, yeah. (laughs) Like long story short, my answer is like, no, you shouldn't need to do privates. If your instructor's giving you enough If if you've got a good enough instructor, but I'm your instructor and you went off and did privates. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think uh, yeah, I think you just answered your question. Oh, there. I actually did a YouTube video on this in October of 2020, and it's called "Getting Private uh, Lessons." Sorry, getting private jujitsu lessons as a white belt. So I uh, I did a whole YouTube video. It's one of my very early videos. So it's pretty shit ass. If you want to look it up, it's pretty funny. Um, Trying yeah. to get those double digit views. Yeah, someone, baby. <laughs> someone I got a thousand. It. I got over a thousand views on that video. Do you? Shut up. Yeah, oh, like 1500. Shut up. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, so the way I think about this is anal- uh, an analogy I use in my own mind is thinking back to when I first started lifting at the gym. When I first started lifting at the gym, and this is advice for everyone out there that is doing that get a personal trainer as soon as you can. The, the sooner you get a personal trainer, the better because you will form such terrible, terrible habits that you don't even know are bad habits until someone corrects them. I did get a personal trainer, but it was after about 12 months of lifting. I'm so scared of that term personal trainer because it's such a vague description. Oh, yeah. And yeah, it is. Like I, when I hear personal trainer, I just go, nah, it's like a anytime fitness, fitness first. It can be. But it can also be someone with a PhD and like, you know. Like get a good trainer, lifting coach or someone. Strength and conditioning coach, depending on what your goals are, just get someone with more experience than you. Even if they're not like the best, you know, person going and maybe they are new and they're starting out and they're young and they're enthusiastic. It doesn't, you know, it, it isn't super important depending on what position you're in and what your goals are. But if you're just starting out lifting, get a PT. So I got a beat. I got a PT around about that twelve month mark. Best decision I ever made. I did a whole bunch of sessions with him. Paid, you know, it wasn't super expensive, but it was enough to be like, you know, I'm gonna get my money's worth sort of thing because I was young at the time, didn't have much money to begin with, and it was you have to sell all your Pokemon cards. Y- yeah, well, yeah, no. <laughs> uh, <but laughs> I you, still got them. Yeah, my Charizard's worth no. <laughs> I, I'm so not into Pokemon, but uh, yeah, it was one of the best decisions I made because. It, it did a few different things for me. First of all, it it gave me so much more motivation because again, I was paying someone to train. Secondly, when I wasn't doing training sessions with this PT, I was pushing way harder because I he'd made me realize how hard I should be training and I could be training. And thirdly is he fixed my form on so many different um, exercises, right? You know, um, I- and I've gone through cycles of that uh, throughout my lifting career, if you will, is 
seeking our professional help depending on what stage I'm at at the time. So well, that's I, the analogy. I, I, yeah, so I feel like you're trying to draw a parallel between that doing privates early on mm. in in your jujitsu journey or whatever is going to hopefully help negate developing bad habits. Is that the parallel line you're trying to draw? One of many, one of many. But then just to circle back, and I've got, I've got a whole bunch of points how to get the most out of uh, doing your privates if you do decide to. But in the decision-making process, you also have to ask yourself if like it, it's it's a money issue as well because jiu-jitsu, particularly in, in the region that we live in, is not cheap. So if you're already paying, you know, $50 or whatever it is per week to train jiu-jitsu and Which you're is, going... For people listening, that's pretty standard in Sydney. Yeah, very standard. Is, yeah, like, like $50 a week for your membership is on the cheaper side. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. There's some gyms that charge like 65 70 bucks a exactly. week. It goes membership. up from there, right? Yeah. So if, if you're already paying that amount of money per week, and you're going like four times per week, do you need to do private lessons? You No, you don't need to do anything, right? You would progress just as well if you just showed up to class and your your instructor and your coach, uh, you know, taught you all these things and broke the bad habits before they form. Absolutely. However, do I think they are beneficial? Of course they are. Like you're mad not to realize that there is benefit in doing private lessons. It's just a a dollar versus return investment that you need to consider. Am I going to get, can I afford it? And is it worth, is, is it important enough for me to spend this money? Is the, is the, the question I would ask yourself. Yeah. And if, if money isn't an issue for some people, it's not. Yeah. Even then, like, of course you're going to get something out of privates, but I know people who have gone, a huge amount of time in their jujitsu lives exclusively doing privates. And for yeah. me, like that's, that's definitely the incorrect approach. Yeah, totally. You, know, you can't just train with one body type and mm. one person, like everyone moves a little bit different in jujitsu and it's like learning a language. You can't just speak it to the one person. Cause then all of a sudden you try to speak it to a different person and they use different slang and they, you know, speak in a different way or a different, uh, you know, speed or whatever it is. You know, you, you have to speak to multiple people to get comfortable with the language as a whole. And, Absolutely. And, and jiu-jitsu is the same. Yeah, that's I, definitely a wrong approach. That's like the the celebrity belt system that, that we're yeah, talking about. Yeah, a little bit. Where they only drill with their instructor or, or whomever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So leave Ashton alone, all right? Oh, You're already- <laughs> I, I... I don't know how much value there is in doing privates super early on though. Uh, You know, briefly just said, I think if you're at a sound enough gym, you shouldn't need to. Well, I mean, look, there's value in it, right? And all all jokes aside of, of, oh, if you've got a good coach, you shouldn't need to. And we're sitting here and I'm your coach. And, you know, I, maybe you did feel that you needed to do it, but I, I would think that you didn't feel like, oh, I'm lacking so much from my regular classes that I need these private no, lessons. I just, honestly, I wanted to I wanted to like fast track this shit. Right. I was like, fuck this. I'm going to be training extra, you know, because even in my f- like first time I started training, I was training like every day and I was doing the double, yeah. like 5.30, 6.30, pretty much every day. Yeah. Um, I went hard in the paint and then I was doing privates on top of that. Yeah. That's how I got so... F- like so much better so quickly because anything that I didn't wasn't able to like ask you in detail, um, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm having this and this problem, or I don't really understand this concept. I, in the private lessons with Jeremy, I'd say, Hey, I'm having this and this problem. Can we, can we workshop yeah. it? And we did. And, you know, obviously it's always specific to the the individual because even if you've got a really good coach who helps you out a lot in the group classes and whatnot, it is still a group class. Yeah. So, for example, you would know I answer any questions in classes. Mm. You know, it's not like I use, I've probably said this on a previous episode, my first ever jujitsu coach. If you asked him a question in group class, he like didn't answer it. He'd, he'd go, Oh, you got to book a private. So, you know, like so, yeah. so ridiculous. That makes me right? so mad. You know, like I answer any questions, even like this morning at, at class. You know, I've already taught a class this morning, and one of the guys was asking me a question had absolutely nothing to do with what we were doing. Mm. And it wasn't like he he 
derailed the class like it was an appropriate time to ask the question and of course I answered the question for him but so even if you have a coach like that it still isn't a private class it's not an your coach can't give you an hour of their time because they've got other students to attend to yeah and again for some people as well you know they they do need a little bit more you know some people learn at different speed some people pick it up really quick Mm. and other people they might have the best most attentive caring you know instructor who gives them you know a a biased amount of attention in group classes but that individual still might feel like oh i need privates because i'm just not getting it yeah and i've taught people like that i mean i've still got students in the gym that i'll be like yep cool yep and then put your left hand here Left, left. Well, well, that's your foot. So you know, <laughs> try your left hand. You know, yeah. like, and you're still you. So those people, okay, maybe they're going to need it in the beginning of their jujitsu journey. I definitely didn't need it. I would say that I was greedy and wanted it bad. And wanted it bad. I wanted it bad. So if you're in that, let's say you've gotten to a, the the decision of your. Mm-hmm. A white belt or newer to jujitsu. I don't want to just say white belt because you can be a very advanced white belt, right? And pretty much a blue belt. And so it's a different approach to a private. Let's say you're still super new. I then don't think there's really a lot of value in doing a private with, uh, to just give it a, a very broad title, a black belt. Mm. I don't think there's any. I mean, there's value in it. I don't think it's worth the transaction because a black belt will charge you more. And if you're in your first one or two months of jujitsu, whatever that black belt is going to be helping you with in a private, like a purple belt or brown belt instructor could show you that. Like it's going to be super basic stuff. You don't need to be – and black belts charge more, right? Like here in Sydney – the cheapest pretty much a black belt will charge you for a private is like a hundred bucks an hour. But you know, like I charge 120. I think Jeremy charges similar ish or maybe more. He's got a bigger name, you know? Mm. So I know some, I, I'm pretty sure I got mates, right? So, right. Yeah. yeah. So I, you know, I know of some in uh, black belt instructors who have got a bit more of a name for themselves and they charge like 200 bucks, 250 for mm. a, a private. Right. And if you're in your first one or two months of jujitsu, you don't need to pay that much money to learn how to hip escape and technical stand up or do a cross collar choke from close guard. Of course, they're maybe going to have more awesome details that the, that the purple or brown belt instructor might not have, but I don't think it's a worthy investment. I totally agree. Yeah, totally agree. You know, I even personally, you know, I don't even really like doing privates for lower belts because it's, I don't want to say it's, it's going to sound so it's like wanky. stealing candy from a baby. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's, I, like one, I don't enjoy it as much because I don't enjoy teaching hip escapes, right? Like, I, you know, it's kind of like my approach to teaching kids in jujitsu. I love teaching the kids and they're heaps of fun. And, you know, it can be, most of the listeners know by now it's even got nothing to do with me being a dad now, but I am a dad. So I, I like kids. Right. And they're a lot of fun, but I didn't get into jujitsu to do that. You know, if I gave it a crappy analogy, it's like, well, if you were a, you know, a maths, you know, teacher and like you would want to teach maths, like high level maths at a university or something opposed to maths to year two kids. Like, I mean, I want to teach high level jujitsu. So if I'm giving a private to a white belt, I'm not really being able to teach like high level jujitsu. Like I want to do privates with, you know, blue belts, purple belts, brown belts, other black belts where it's like, okay, now we're, we're talking really high level. Be like two physics professors sitting and and conversing. Yeah. Right. They want to talk about really high level physics. Mm. They don't want to like, have a PhD physicist sit there and talk to a, uh, a primary school student about physics. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And so I don't think it's, uh, if you're, if you're new in your jujitsu journey and you want to do privates, that's cool. I don't think you need to invest in paying a ridiculous amount to do it with some famous black belt. Cause like, unless you're bankrolled, <laughs> unless you're ba- but <laughs> yeah, super rich. But like, even then, like imagine if yeah. you like, let's not, not, today, Kieran, but let's go 12 months ago, Kieran, when mm. you first did the the privates with Jeremy. Mm. Imagine if you went and decided, oh, I'm going to do a private with like, you know, 
with Talis and Suarez or with Levi or Mikey Musameshi. And you're going to be doing all these like bolo stuff and you're like, well, I can't even fucking invert. Yeah, yet. straight you up. Know? Jeremy like, taught me how to invert. Right? <laughs> <In the process. laughs> I mean, you don't need someone who's charging you, you know, those guys yeah. get away with charging four or $500 an hour. Mm. Imagine paying someone $500 an hour to learn how to invert. It's ridiculous. Yeah, obviously. Um, but yeah, totally. I And- I'll, I'll re- reiterate, I really didn't need to do private lessons. I was getting so much jujitsu, I couldn't even handle it, right, in the beginning. But I just was so competitive and wanted to be just a beast. I didn't even have my first stripe when I was getting, like, and I had yeah. two or three privates under my belt. You know, It's what a mean? good, what you just said then reminds me of my time in Brazil when you said you were getting so much you couldn't even handle it. Yeah. Remember when I was training in Brazil and I, one of my friends in Canada um, and you know, we'd speak online or whatever. He trained up there too. He was like, Oh, you know, what YouTube channels do. You, and this was before there was still content online, but not compared to today. Like mm. BJJ fanatics didn't exist. Flow grappling didn't exist. There wasn't this huge amount of, of even YouTube content for jujitsu that there is today. So he'd be like, Oh, what channels do you watch? Like for jujitsu? I said, man, none. I said, I get so much, like I'm doing like four or five hours a day of jujitsu and I'm in the room with Fabio Gagel, Michael Lange, Leon Nogueira, Bernardo Faria, you know, Sejim Moraes, you know, I'm, dude, I don't need to watch. I can't even handle all the amount I'm already getting. That's already too much. Mm. I don't need to go, <laughs> go watch more jujitsu. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, so yeah. I guess it was kind of similar to you. You know, you got a lot of value out of them, mm. but it just reminded me of that when you said, I was getting so much jujitsu. Yeah. But, you know, it definitely helped, right? I remember back then you did struggle to invert. I mean, now you invert no problem. And I always say this to beginners. Some people invert very naturally, but most people don't. And I always say to them, it's not necessarily an easy movement, but the sport has evolved so much that it's now considered a basic movement. So you do have to learn it quite early on. And you did struggle with it in, in the beginning. So, you know, if you ignore the the financial transaction, was it worth having the time for someone to one-on-one really help you invert? For sure. Because you learn how to invert. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then I think I think the 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 reason I got so much out of them was my my approach to to the the actual uh, privates themselves. So, so I wanna I do want to hear your approach because oh yeah, I very- was a, I was about to my opinion is the way to get the most out of your private and there's a few points but just before we move on from this oh if you're really new to jujitsu how Mm -hmm. do you get the most out of them i have a feeling your approach is going to be the opposite to what i'm about to say which is it's probably the only time my advice would be just to kind of go in and just do what you're told like if you're that new to 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 jujitsu you might be there doing hip escapes and technical stand-ups, you know, every, everyone's different, right? Mm. But no, we worked on, we worked on like um, Zed guard and like transitions from triangles and arm bars and, and but, but I, I had a very clear, Hey, I want to, I'm interested in this. Cause at that point in jujitsu, you can fucking work on just about anything with the exception of like really advanced, you know, bolo techniques or whatever. Uh, and it, for it to be beneficial. So I, I'm pretty sure I said to Jeremy, I want some subs. I had like one sub, which was an Americana. And I was like, I just want some subs. I like, I'm, I'm big, I'm strong, I'm getting, I'm muscling people into positions, but I can't finish them because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Just give me something. And yeah, he gave me a bunch. But that's already better than, I mean, not better. That's already how, that would be my generic advice for yeah. how to approach privates. The only time I would say to not go in prepared mm. is, yeah, if you're super new. Like another common one is, I get this all the time. People will send an inquiry through to the gym saying they want to get into jujitsu, but they want to start with some private classes before they jump yeah. into the group classes. And sometimes confidence thing, I'd say. It is, but also, you know, I get people, one one guy recently sent an inquiry through and he had said I he'd had like quite a severe back injury or something. You know, so I get that. Someone wants to start, you know, in a safer environment, I guess, than being thrown into a group class. So in that case, you know, if you're super new, that's when you kind of don't have to do anything. You're just turning up and doing what you're told. 
But yeah, ignoring that, my advice for getting the most out of a private is you have to, you, don't walk in and be like, what do you think I should work on? That is the dumbest way to approach privates. It's so, so vague and you can get away with that a bit if you're doing your private with your instructor who sees you train and trains with you all the time. Right? But even then it's very vague. Like yeah. imagine if I went to do a private with Jeremy and said, what do you think I should work on? He'd be like, bro, we rolled once 12 months ago and it was a flow roll. Like, and I've never seen you roll since. Like how the hell would I know what you need to work on? Right? It's a terrible way to approach private. you spend the first like 15, 20 minutes like, oh, okay, well, tell me about your game. Tell me about this. Yeah. And, you and need then you've to- just burnt like half your time. Well, I mean, yeah, but there can be also value in that. Like I've, I've given heaps of privates where it's part of it's the physical side of it, but also, man, you would have to agree with this. How often do I, during classes, whether it's lining up at the end of class or during a technique, do I talk about, you know, concepts of positions or, or, you know, mentally beating someone in a, in a position. Like there's so many other parts of jujitsu. So sometimes people will enjoy the private when you just help them change the way, like you help them have an epiphany Mm -hmm. just by explaining something. Okay. You know, like, uh, I don't know what's one more recently. Let's talk about your passing. And I, you know, I'm trying to explain to you, you know, operating past that knee line in between the knee and the hip, you know, dominating that space. And, you know, it can just, or here's the other one I always say, no, 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 man, you're not in their guard. They're in your pass. Yeah. You know, like sometimes you can just be conversing with a student, whether it's in a private or not, but, you know, and you can really help them go, oh my God, like that's a massive aha moment for me. I've never thought about it like that. That changes everything. You know, so sometimes the, I wouldn't, consider it burning time when you're just sitting talking like it can be super valuable I, well. I was more alluding to if you come in like super unprepared and then you're just burning time like trying to trying to figure out what you're going to work on i don't yeah. know yeah um even if you're see even if you're doing your private with your with your coach yeah it's a, it's a shit way to go into it you should always be going into a private with doesn't need to be specific techniques but you have to go in with an idea of what you want to improve. And if you have a good, if you're doing a a private with a good coach, whether they're your coach or not, you might not even end up doing that. So if we go back to a PT analogy, you know, imagine if, if I came to you and I was like, Oh, Kieran, I want to, um, you know, I want to be able to, you know, deadlift 200 kilos, but then, in your assessment of me or as we start working together, you realize that, okay, man, we've got some serious like issues with this muscle group and stuff. Like we need to fix that before we can do that. Mm. You know what I mean? Like if, if you go in like, Oh, I want to learn how to bolo in this, but you can't even, you can't even invert or whatever. Right. So if you have a good coach, you might not even end up doing what, what you wanted to do when you went in there. Mm but you have to go in with an idea. Yeah, that makes sense. Right? So like you could go in like you said, okay, man, I'm, I'm getting to this position, but I got no subs. Mm. And then you're like, all right, cool. Well, let's make sure you've got good control of the position, blah, 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 blah. All right, you already understand the Americana. Let's build off that. Yeah, definitely. Right? Definitely. The other bit of if you're someone who just likes to do private, like, you know, you want to do privates with, X, Y, and Z, you know, I know some people that are, as soon as someone's in town, oh, I want to do a private with Lepri. Oh, I want to do a private with Galval. You know, like whenever someone's available, they'll mm. want to do a private with them. If you're one of those people, that's cool too. But then go into those privates, specifically wanting to learn what those people are good at. Yeah, yeah, 100%. You know, like if I was going to do a private with, um, yeah, let's say Musameshi, right? I'm not going to ask him about, how do I do, you know, be really heavy half guard on top and how do I stack pass? No, man. Like if I'm doing a private with him, I'm wanting to know about like bolos and crab ride and, you know, footlocks and whatever. Mm. You know, if I'm doing a private with Keenan, 
I'm, you know, I'm going to be like, sick man, show me like all this worm guard stuff or whatever. Kind of be like, you're not going to do a private with Craig Jones and be like, show me a cross collar joke. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> I really want to improve my, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I really want a to lasso. improve my spider guard. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not saying that Craig couldn't help you with your spider guard, but I mean, hey, if you're investing the money to do a private with someone who specializes and he's famous for a, a certain group of, of movements, Man, yeah. like leverage that. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And if you were to go into a private with Craig Jones, you'd probably want to watch his instructional on whatever technique you want to learn and say, hey, in your instructional, I saw this, I still don't understand. So like for, if you're going to spend the money to do a private with Craig, uh, I'm, I'm assuming it's a lot of money. You would want to even do your homework one level deeper, I'd say. I mean, if you really wanted to, to get your value out of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean- but Depends I mean, how much money you want. How many people out there? How many people are we listening to? Like, are listening to this that are going to be booking in a private with Craig Jones? Unless you're in Austin, so I I have some pretty more more overarching generic list. I have a list. You always have lists. I always bro. have lists. But I have a list on how to approach a private if you would like to hear it. So no, nah, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, bring it on. Awkward. Uh, so the first thing uh, I recommend if it's available to you, and obviously you'd want to ask the instructor first to see if this is okay. Maybe in some cases it might not be okay. I don't know. I've never run into that. But I'd film it. I recommend filming the the private. So Yeah, it's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. some I, I know of some people who won't let you. Yeah, like, yeah that makes sense. But You know... It, it doesn't make sense, but yeah, I can... I, I, think, I, it it. Made, I think it made more sense... Before we lived in such a... Before the internet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like, yeah. you know... So what's the worst but, but that can that, happen? But, like, fuck. I don't know, man. But there's also... I mean, there's there's heaps of, of coaches who won't let you film seminars when they teach seminars. Mm. You know? Um, I don't kind of get it. I mean, I guess I got it before this this wave of instructionals because mm. I guess it was like, hey, man, you know. I make money this, off this. I make money off yeah. this. This is my intellectual property. But, yeah. I mean, how is me watching Craig teach a seminar any better than me watching him, you know, uh, his, his, his instructional. instructional? You know, the value yeah, yeah. in seminars and privates is that it's in person and you get to ask those specific questions. Yeah. Like, even when if I watch an instructional, I'll still see something and be like, oh, I wish I could ask this question and be given the answer, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, if you can film it, that's great. Yeah, great advice. Yeah. So Cause I, I used to, I used to do some privates with a guy who then uh, let's say, you know, within the hour, we, I don't know, five techniques we did right at the end. Like we would do, you know, like 55 minutes of the private, then the last five minutes, just to like summarize, actually, he didn't even film the whole private. He just asked to film right at the end, mm. just me doing like one rep. Well, actually, I would do one rep of the technique and then he would do it. So we just so we would be like, oh, just so I can remember, I can then look back mm. and see you do the technique and then see myself do it. Yeah, that know? would work as well. Any sort of filming. I filmed like the whole thing start to finish, including audio. Um, and I have all my privates in a little archive and actually in preparation for this episode, have, I watched them. Oh, was it going to, I yeah. was going to ask yeah, you, have you them. gone back and watched them and you've listened yes. to yourself being like, Jeremy, what's the heel hook? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's very interesting. What do you mean by the knee line? Jeremy? <laughs> what's a knee? No, but I, um, I funnily enough, I watched back, I think it was my second or third instruction, uh, private with Jeremy and what, what he was teaching me, I don't even do anymore. Like I don't, it's, yeah, not, what was it's it? not my game at all. It's a, uh, and I want to, I want to fuck around with it today. Cause I'm like, oh shit, I, I really like that. And I don't do it. I don't even try it. What, what um, so it's it? going from Z guard to a triangle. Um, oh, I don't, yeah. I don't do that. Like when I'm in Z guard now, I, I try for a Kimura and when that fucks up, I just try and sweep him. Yeah. Look in your defense, you don't necessarily have the legs for Z guard. Mm. Any listeners who aren't quite sure, you know, Z guard is specific to being able to cross your feet, yeah. right? When you when you when you have that knee shield, knee shield in, can you get away with not crossing your feet? I mean, kind of, but then it's not Z guard; it's just a knee shield. Like yeah. the strength of Z guard is the cross is that your feet are crossed. Yeah. It's like a closed half guard. Yeah, is what yeah. Z guard is. I still try. I, sh- I still try and fuck around with Z guard. If I can't uh, cross my my feet, then I go up to the knee shield, and I much prefer being 
you know, using that knee shield and being in tight anyway. Um, well, thanks so. for the heads up. When we roll later, I know you were going to try triangle me Bro, from we're not the rolling. Z-guard. <sighs> yeah. Bro, <laughs> I, like this, I'm lucky we didn't start this podcast like 10 minutes earlier because on my way here, I was literally just like, because I ate a whole muffin and croissant. On the way, there's a like, uh, we have a, a bakery right Wait, next so to the Wait, so you went gym. to a bakery and you didn't get coffees? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> we have a bakery right next to the gym and sometimes they give me free shit. Nice. And they gave me a muffin and a croissant. Nice. And then on the drive here, I was like, <laughs> I'll eat both of them. <laughs> and then I was just like, Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> Serves you right. So I could. I'm, I'm cool karma. with the not rolling, bro. That's it's karma. gonna take me all day to digest this. <laughs> yeah. So, well, f- first point in my list is film. Yeah. Film them. I recommend filming the whole thing, or you could do what your 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 bloke did and and just film like at the end, like just a to summary. have a little summary. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Film it. I highly recommend. I it. would argue. I think it's even a great idea to even if you film the whole thing, do a little summary yeah, at the absolutely. end. Because then, if you are wanting a quick revision, yeah. you don't have to sift through an hour of. That's what of Jeremy footage. does. He yeah, well, whatever he teaches, he then goes. Oh, okay. So today we did this and recaps. I it. always do that, yeah, regardless of whether they're filming or not. I always get them at the to end to do like one, one, at least one rep of everything that we went through. Yeah, 100%. Um, and then the second is I write it down. Regardless of the fact that I filmed it, I then write it down either as soon as I get home or like after the private, I, I make as, as many make notes as notes. I can. Um, yeah, so that's, that's point number two because it's the process of physically handwriting that will help you remember. And we've spoken about this so many times about note-taking in jiu-jitsu. It's very, very important. I highly recommend everyone do it. But that's that's point number two. Do you remember, like, whatever point it was last year, when you first started taking notes mm. and everyone made fun of you and they were like, oh, look at Kieran, dear diary, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And I said, because you, you were already taking notes, but mm. then you came to me, oh, what do you think? Do you, you know, do you use shorthand, blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. I gave you some of my old notebooks just so you could have a look at how I used to take notes. Funny story and- on that. When I opened up the first page of like one of your random notebooks that like just a random page that I opened up to, it was like three pages written out of like this concept that Fabio taught you. And it fucking blew my mind. I can't even remember like, well, obviously it didn't blow your no, mind it that did. much. It, it really did. And I, I'm pretty sure I still implement it. And I'm pretty sure it had to do with um, passing and it might've been. I, I, I don't remember what the, the concept was, but I do remember you saying that to me. That like, one of the first fuck. pages you read, yeah. it wasn't even a technique, right? It was, a concept, it yeah. was just the, and it kind of goes back to what I said, you know, that I know you were saying you can waste time just talking about your jujitsu, but you know, going back to what I said, there can be a lot of value mm. in like having that person's time for an hour. Yeah. Let's say, man, like imagine how valuable it would be to sit with, you know, any of the, the, past, present, or future high-level competitors like, you know, Galvan or Craig or, you know. Felipe Pena. Felipe Pena or whatever. And imagine the value in just sitting and being like, oh, can you just talk to me about how you prepare prepare for competitions or your competition mindset or how do you weight cut? Or like there's so many things you could learn from these people without even What's your steroid cycle? (laughs) 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 Where do you get your acai and Jesus from? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. But yeah, I remember you telling me that you read that and you were like, man. What the uh, fuck? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Straight up. So that's super valuable to have. Yeah. But what, anyway, just to finish what I was saying. Oh, and then, yeah. and then I was defending you. People were like, Kieran, dear diary. And I was like, yeah, you make fun of dear diary Kieran now, but Kieran's going to be kicking your ass soon. That's <laughs> what's happened now. All those bitches that were making fun of you mm. have quit the gym. Yeah. No. <laughs> now you smash them. Yeah. And that's what they get. So. Yeah, write things down. Definitely, definitely important. I still have all my notes from all the privates I've done. Um, and then point number three is to drill it. Like fucking drill it. Grab someone and drill what you did. Yeah, what's the point of doing it if you don't then you spend try all this to money, implement some muscle memory you sp- into it? You spend all the time, all the money, all the effort, all the preparation. And if you don't actually find someone to then drill that technique, or as you spoke about uh, last episode, episode 52, I believe, like drill it, solo drill by yourself. Yeah, was so, that 51? Yeah. How to train when you can't train. Uh, 51, yeah, right? Th- yeah, that was 51. Sorry, excuse me. Episode 51, you, you said that 
You can even just by yourself at home on the mat, whatever, close your eyes and drill the technique without anyone if you can't find anyone willing to, to drill with you, which I highly doubt because if you if you come with all this information, which leads me smoothly into point number four, Look teach someone else. Look at your fucking segues, bro. Look at Teach someone. Go. So after my privates, uh, I did some of them with Zach, uh, but not all of them. Most of them were done by myself. But if I didn't do it with Zach, I would then – Try attempt with the footage, with the notes. You teach Zach what I learned. Like you did them with him, as in Zach went to the private. Yeah, Zach you. went to some of them. Um, oh, Jeremy, Jeremy, Jeremy. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, it's, it's like an it's like an instructor's dream to teach a private where you have like yeah where you don't have to have the techniques yeah, drilled on you exactly. It's the best. Yeah, that's what that's what Jeremy said to say like. Uh, if if there was two of us there, it would be easier for him to correct the technique. But it is as well. Which it is. Like, it makes sense. Like A, it's better for the instructor because they can see what's going on. Mm-hmm. And at any point in time, if they want to feel it, like let's say it's something a bit more nuanced and yeah. I want to feel. Yeah, I, the instructor can always jump in and yeah. be like, hang on, do it on me so yeah. I can feel it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Uh, but so, yeah, it's also not only does is it better for the – the student because the the instructor can be watching it from all angles mm. and can sub in at any time, but it's also just like way nicer as mm. you're the instructor not having it drilled on you. Yeah, that's funny. I know um, another student of mine did a private with I can't remember who it was with, but they did a private with someone last year, and they charged more to have two people in the private, mm. which I. You know, part of me is like, okay, like you're not getting as, as personal as service, though. Yeah, like that's the flip side. I was kind of like, okay, I get it because you know, it's not kind of like. Then where do you draw the line? You know, where we get if, if five it's, people. <laughs> that's yeah. right. Yeah, if yeah. it's if it's one person, if it's a hundred bucks for a private, and then you know, it's that it's still a hundred bucks for that second person to come in. Like, where's the line before it's a seminar and then all of a sudden, like, it, yeah. where's the point where everyone needs to pay their share, Yeah, you know? But at the same time, I was like, but it's, like, easier. It's, like, yeah. less work for the I coach. I draw the line at two. Like, any more than two, then it's a different situation. Then it's, like, it's a, a group, group private group. and people need yeah. to be paying there. You yeah. know, and then maybe it's 80 bucks per person, you yeah, know? So it's that. cheaper for the individual, but yeah. anyway. But, yeah, point number four is teach someone else if you can. Like, I, I think that... If, when you teach something, you get to learn it twice, right? Yep. Because, and you need to, if you go into a private knowing that you're going to teach it to your buddy afterwards, uh, then you're going to pay more attention because you're like, fuck, I need to be able to remember this to teach it regardless. So that that's, you know, either, whether you do that or not, regardless, I think point number three is very important. Have someone to drill with. Re- repetition equals mastery. So definitely drillers are killers, all that, all that good shit. And point number four, finally, is- Five. Put, Oh, sorry, five. Counting I, I can't it. count. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five. Um, put yourself in those positions. Actually, okay, so you've you've done the private. You've learned the new techniques. You've drilled the techniques. You've taught someone else the techniques. Now actually attempt them in a row. I don't care. Like you say this all the time. It doesn't matter. If you're trying something new, it doesn't matter if you get your guard pass. It doesn't matter if you get subbed by a, a less experienced lower belt or whatever. It doesn't fucking matter. You're there to improve that specific technique that specific position i struggle with this because i got a big fuck off ego but if if i'm working on something specifically like for example i'm i'm working on um not conceding side control and going to turtle instead like instead of just conceding side control and then work on escaping just turtle straight away and risk getting my back taken and work my turtle defenses i've got my back taken a fuckload doing that but I'm still trying, like I'm, I'm go- going for it. It's the same same principle here. You have to then implement whatever you learn in your rolling. Yeah, uh, and like you said, it's, it's just training. Like sometimes if you're doing competition training where, you know, the goal of the training is not conceding anything or whatever, all right, it's probably not the time to be trying new shit because mm. you're doing comp training. But if it's just training in general – yeah, man, it doesn't matter. Like I know we're all competitive people who continue to do jujitsu have some level of competitiveness in them. But, you know, I'll sometimes try to invent something new just mid-roll. I'll be like, oh, I wonder if this will work. And then a white belt passes my guard and I'm like, well, shit, well, that doesn't work, does it? You know, like, you know, well, it completely didn't work out how I thought it would. No different to like a chef trying to invent some new dish and then being like, well, that tastes like shit. Yeah. You know, like – I mean, you've just got to try and be a bit more humble about it. You 
know. Yeah. What was that we were saying yesterday? Why be humble when you can pummel? Or something <laughs> yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. Put that on a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or a Beyond Jiu Jitsu rash guard. Coming soon. Beyond Jiu Jitsu rash guard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I think that's, that's you know, r- really sound advice. Probably if I was to pick one out of those, is, is drilling it. Mm. You know, anytime, I haven't done a huge amount of seminars uh, in my life. I've, done, you know, maybe five or six or something like that. But I'll always after the seminar drill what they taught in the seminar because typically in seminars, that instructor is teaching what they're like an area of their expertise, you know, like, like I said, uh, if, um, you know, if Andre Galvão teaches a seminar, he's probably not going to be teaching, you know, bolos and crab ride. He mm. could, but he's probably not, mm. right? Like you're going to be, yeah, like if Keenan teaches a seminar, it's probably going to be like some super sick worm slash lapel stuff, you know? So I always go and drill that afterwards. And the same applies to a private, right? You've had more specific tailored guidance. It's not like you then walk out of that that private and go, that's been matrixed into my head mm-hmm. and, you know, it's perfectly mastered and off I go. No, man, repetition. Yeah, yeah. It's especially if you are paying all that money, you know, and if you're having a hard time, like we said in the outset, justifying the cost and you're not doing these things or you're not willing to do these things, then, man, maybe maybe don't do the private. You know what I mean? Like maybe it's maybe you're not ready or maybe it's not something that you're really interested in doing, which is perfectly okay. Like no one's saying you have to do these things. Like you got to black belt doing one private in your life. Yeah, and I did it when I was a white belt. There you go. So it's, I it's did not- it at the end of white. I did it right at the end of my white belt. I believe yeah. it might have even been later that day, mm. actually. I think it was. I think I did the private before class and then at the end of class got my blue belt. There you go. Yeah. So like I did You one- paid for your blue belt. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Kieran. <laughs> Told you that in confidence. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I will, one more thing that I will say just as from the instructor's point of view is, seems obvious, but be respectful of the instructor's time. I know you're, you're, you're paying for their time, but you're paying for that one hour of time. It's, I see it all the time where people like rock up five, 10 minutes late to their private like let's say the private starts at 12 and they rock up at, you know, five past 12, 10 past 12. And then so they think the private's going to go to 10 past one. Man, you were late. Like you lost five or 10 minutes of your private, right? Like you've paid for an hour of their time, you know, and that goes with anything. Like imagine if you had a physio appointment and you rock up late, do they just push back? No, man. Like you just like lose that five, 10 minutes of your physio or whatever it is because, a, you know, it's just disrespectful to the person's time. B, some people make their their most of their jujitsu salary off private. So they might have a private at one o'clock, like straight after yours. You know, so off you go, it's on to the next. Or they might have a class after it. You know, I see it a lot. People think that, you know, oh, I'm I've got this hour of time regardless of when it starts. I be respectful to your instructor's time, right? Yeah. You know, they're there on time. You should be. Wasting I mean, if, you, time if, is... if you're late, like that can happen. But it's not the end of the world. If you're late, you're late. Yeah. Shit can happen. But I mean, that's on on you. Yeah. Exactly. If you're late, unfortunately, you lost that 5, 10, 15 minutes of your private. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Wasting someone's time is one of the worst things you can do because you can never get time back. You know what I mean? And I think there's like that's this. Deep, bro. Yeah. Legit. And there's these <laughs> like, there's this Buddhist saying that's got something to do with that. And then like, Basically, the Buddhist philosophy, uh, I forget who said it, but I'm pretty sure it's its um, some Buddhist, whatever. <laughs> yeah, that, that <laughs> anyway, anyway, the, the concept is, this is the point I was trying to get across, the concept is that these people always carry a book with them because- um, Wait, if, who carries the book? The Buddhist, right? Because okay. if anyone's ever late, they start reading the book so they don't waste that time. So they don't put the other person in the position of like wasting their time, which is like one of the worst sins or whatever. It's fucking weird. But, but yeah, the basic concept is- like you have to respect someone's time because you cannot give them their time back, right? It's kind of like that. Um, yeah, it's kind of like that mentality of, you know, like therapists will or psychologists will talk about that. It's, you know, it's not someone else's fault if you get 
angry or upset or whatever. Like mm. they put a lot of the responsibility on the individual. Like mm. you choose how to how to react to certain situations, you know, and that stoicism, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go, bro. I'm like full of knowledgeable shit. <laughs> you know, <laughs> let's just stick to jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Right? We, we know nothing about anything but and you I know, don't even know anything about jiu-jitsu. So. <laughs> but you've heard that before, right? Yes. Like you've heard that sort of concept yes. of like, you know, you wake up and get to choose if you're in a good mood or, yeah, or exactly. whatever, right? Yeah. Like it's not as simple as that. Hence yes. why there's professionals who spend their whole career studying these sorts of things. Yeah, but yeah, in yeah. a nutshell, they kind of say things along those lines. It kind of makes me think of that where mm. – I'm choosing for it not to be like you're wasting my time because I got to read for 10 minutes. Like my time wasn't wasted. Yeah. Right? And I'm not putting you in a position where you've wasted my time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even though really you did waste my time, I'm not saying you wasted my time. It's like, no, 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 you wasted your own time. I read for 10 minutes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Do you mind teaching me how to read? uh, No. Um, But (laughs) (laughs) I do want to close out with a little bit, something a little bit different. Like – from, you know, you being the coach, you've given more privates than you've taught. I've received more privates. Given more privates than I've taken. Taken rather, yeah. So you've you've taught more privates than you've received. Yeah, that's- Is it received? You've received a private? You've Taken a private. Taken a private. Okay. Wait, so you've, hang on. <laughs> I've- <laughs> oh, so now he finds the buttons. Now he finds the buttons. But, but the point I'm trying to make is I've I've- I'm the student, you're the teacher. So from the student's perspective, um, there's some things that I I've, I have found that really help with getting the most out of my private uh, from the student's perspective mm-hmm. that I want to just talk about. And that is that I really find it beneficial if the instructor after the private sends me like a one paragraph, very, very short. It can be completely shorthand from their perspective, a summary of what we did and their emphasis points in case I, I missed it in yeah, my note taking. I've done that before. I think that is super valuable. And then I mean, I've if done, you filmed it, then, I, then maybe yeah, it's exa- maybe not as necessary. Yeah. But I've definitely done it before, shot through WhatsApp messages yep. afterwards, just being yep. like, these are the techniques. And, yep. you know, remember with this one, this yes. grip and this one, yeah. Literally techniques. Say, for example, you do four techniques in an hour. You, you list out the four and then give one key point for both, for each. That's yep. it. That's yep. it. Just one one sentence. And then what I would do once I received that, I would then use that uh, to, to write my notes to on. To make your notes. Or to double check my notes or whatever. And if um, any instructor, uh, I reckon we probably maybe got some instructors sitting here listening being like, what? I'm not doing that. They well, paid go the hundred bucks. Go the extra mile, bitch. Yeah, they, you, know, you just got paid a hundred bucks. It's like my physio, ev- like every consult you have with him, and he gives you whatever exercises, he always texts you videos of those exercises and then writes out like the reps and everything you're gonna do. Most physios don't do that. Most physios like- like a little stick figure drawing or something. Yeah, they'll like like explain to you in person or show you, I want you to do this and this and this, you know, three sets of 10 and off you go. Whereas he sends you videos of every single session you have with him. Extra mile. Retention, baby. Yeah, so that's really, really beneficial. And also another thing, and this, Okay, this one is a bit of a gray zone and I'd like your input and I have, I'm on the fence about it, but also a little bit of support after the the private would be good. As in like, so for example, if I, I do a private with you, I do all the five steps, I drill it, teach someone, blah, blah, blah. Um, you send me a summary, all of that good shit. And then I spend two weeks uh, doing it and I, there's not... It's not like I need to do another private to solve the problem, but I have like this one thing, oh, hey, I can't remember, what do I do with this grip? Mm. I, th- I I think that within within reason, depending on who it is, again, like you wouldn't be doing this with Craig Jones or whoever, um, you know, because whatever, but to message the, the, the coach or whomever, particularly if it's your coach or, you know, a friend like Jeremy and just ask one question and get a response. Yeah, I a think- A little bit of feedback after it. Yeah, I, th- I think- you hit the nail on the head saying it's a bit gray. It's very gray. Because it's yeah. going to depend, you know, like if you did a private with me, obviously we're in the gym together every day. You're just yeah. going to ask me in person. Yeah. Right. If it's someone that is a bit more removed, but still close, like in your case, Jeremy, mm. I'm sure you could text him and he, Man, he wanted me to Skype him like fucking yeah, <laughs> right. when I was drilling it. Like, he, yeah, but it's right. a bit different. You know, uh, but yeah, if you, if, you know, 
whatever, Huffer Mendes is in town mm. and he, you do a private with him and, mm. I mean, what are you going to do two weeks later? Like you don't have email. his phone number. Yeah. Email, I mean, that's going to be uh, – you're not going to get any two-week – post support i doubt mm. you know and you know i what? and i think you'd be crazy to expect it i mean you'd be crazy to expect it but i don't think many people would try it so if yeah. you did try it you might get a response well yeah i mean, you know look, I mean? yeah it is super gray it's going to yeah. depend maybe you do do that private with half amenders and you guys have a really good rapport and yeah. you kind of within that one you know seminar and one hour private you did together you actually i mean it's not like you became pen pals but mm. you know you actually hit it off and yeah. got along really well. Maybe you had a really nice rapport that you feel like, man, I could totally message him on Instagram yeah. and, you know, other people. Worst they, can, worst they can do is not reply. Like, for example, I- Well, no, the worst they can do is block you. Yeah, tell you to get fucked. <laughs> I, I have something similar. Like I offer nutrition consults for jujitsu people. And sometimes when people get like just a basic nutrition consult uh, from me because they're preparing for a comp, man, they check in with me all the time. And it's not like they're paying like a- yeah. Normally I would I would yeah. charge like a ongoing weekly fee to, to have unlimited support. It's part of the package. But man, I'm not going to not respond. If someone emails yeah. me this question, hey man, like- do, should I cut my carbs here? Normally it's like, yeah, well, look, you, you're now asking me to give you another service, but I'm never going to ignore them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I would just not do that because it's part of, you know, my responsibility to to that individual because I've sold them a service. But at the same time, I've had Kieran people- Kieran back, eat a dick, yeah. fuck off. <laughs> <But> legit, <laughs> I've had people in the past that have abused that sort of- Oh, for sure, um, you would- that respect, you know what I mean? Like, and that's, you know, that's my fault as the professional, not putting my foot down and saying, Hey man, like, yep. Um, you know, drawing, a drawing boundaries, you know what I mean? Like putting a line in the sand, drawing boundaries and say, Hey, yeah, look, you, you're asking for this other service that I provide here is the information for that service. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so I have fallen into that pit a lot. Um, but I think there is nothing wrong with, as you put it, going that extra mile, and as an instructor, it will probably help you with retention and you you, you may get more um, business from that person in the future. If you just go that little bit extra that you, you may be thinking, you know what, I don't need to do this or whatever. I don't do it because I don't like privates. So yeah. I don't want more of them. Yeah, fair enough. No. <laughs> yeah, no, I think uh, that that's super true. Like if you – yeah, you'll every now and again you'll have that one person who abuses the system a little mm. bit too much. I mean, I think that's unavoidable. Mm. Uh, and how much you let them abuse the system, I guess, is on you. But exactly, but you'll find the majority. There's actually a a whole. The majority of people do the right thing, right? There's actually a whole. Uh, I don't want to say study would be the wrong word, but there's a whole. Uh, I don't know. I'm just going to pick the word thesis. That sounds appropriate. It's a whole like, you know, like study and thesis on uh, first impressions, you know, and the reason in a nutshell, the reason that first impressions are so important is because we put way more emphasis on bad actions than we do on good actions. And the reason we put more emphasis on bad actions is because the majority of people do the right thing. So when someone does the air quotes wrong thing, it sticks out, right? So the point I'm trying to make is, yeah, you, there'll be someone who abuses the system, but don't let that offend you. Like the reason that sticks out and grinds your gears so much is because it's ingrained in you that it's an anomaly. And you should be looking at the positive side, which is that the majority of people do the right thing. Yeah, exactly. You know? And it's on you. The more experience you get, the more confident you'll you'll be to say, hey, man, like, uh, thanks for reaching out. This is this is the service that you're after. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so, yeah. But I think getting a getting a little summary um, from the instructor, instructor and depending on the individual, again, operating within that gray, be, be respectful of their time, um, having a little bit of support after it, I think that's – yeah, I think that's If you reasonable. reach out, if they don't write back, try send a nude. Yeah. And if that doesn't work, I mean, just leave it at that. Yeah. One, two nudes max. Yeah. Yeah. And make sure to get the underside as well. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and on that underside note, thanks for listening to this episode of the Beyond Jiu-Jitsu podcast. If you like the show and want to support us further, you can do so over on our Instagram. Jump over to Beyond Jiu-Jitsu underscore podcast on Instagram. That's where we live. And if you want to be a Patreon, we have uh, we have some 
goodies on Patreon. We do monthly Ask Me Anythings exclusive to Patreon episodes, that sort of gig. And if you want to get a private with Adam via the, <laughs> the internet uh, insofar as send in your technique and he will give you a technique breakdown and perhaps a little instructional on how to improve, like a fix my, fix my game sort of deal, we also offer that on Patreon. So yep. jump over there. But until next time, Thank thanks for you. listening. Thank you.